Welcome to the Wellness Hustle Podcast. I'm Kirsty Taylor, your host, a writer, a storyteller, and a wanderer of life. I struggled so much in the past, and it wasn't until I started to focus on myself that I saw true change and really started living my life. This podcast is aimed to help you realize that this whole work hard, play hard mantra bullshit has not been cutting it. We need to focus on what truly matters. Think of this podcast as a tool for finally hustling for yourself. So let's shift our focus from the external to the internal because in the end, you deserve it. Hey guys, it's another episode of The Wellness Hustle. Another week, another episode. I hope your week is going well so far. I mean, it's Tuesday, so hopefully your Monday was good. I know a lot of people don't like Mondays, but I always say if you don't like Mondays or you don't like any day of the week, maybe you should reconsider how you're living your life and the choices that you're making and what you're spending your time doing because every day should be amazing. We're given one life. Anyways, I'm going to jump right into this week's episode because it was sort of long. I had the pleasure of interviewing Esteban Gast. He is a comedian, a writer, a speaker, an educator. I actually met him through Rob's 10K Friends, the guy that I interviewed in, I think, my third or fourth or fifth, one of those. I interviewed him in the past. He was a really cool dude, and we ran into each other on Abbott Kinney in Venice, and I met Esteban. And Esteban is a really funny, awesome guy. Honestly, this interview, he had me cracking up. It was so great. So what he does is he's actually a comedian. He started at the age of 23 touring as a comedian, and he also teaches creativity at the college level and through speaking events. And he's co-authored a book on creativity, so he's all about the creativity life. It's really great. And he just has really interesting stories. He even was on a show for Vice, for their network Viceland, called Jungle Town. He talks more about that, too. This guy is just very interesting, has very good insight on storytelling and creativity. And yeah, it was a real pleasure to talk to him. You will hear me laugh a lot in this interview. But yeah, let's jump into it, guys. Enjoy. Before I jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to talk about the sponsor for this week. It is an amazing company called Tushy, and the name kind of speaks for itself because what it is is a very easy-to-install bidet. Now, this sounds very taboo because people normally don't talk about bathroom stuff, but let's be real, guys. People use these things all over the world, and we are the ones that are wiping our butts with dry toilet paper. I mean, think about it. If you were to get pooped on by a bird, would you wipe it off with toilet paper? I don't think so. And besides, toilet paper is extremely damaging to the environment and takes gallons and gallons and gallons of water to be able to produce. So instead, you can use Tushy as a little bidet that attaches to your toilet. It's kind of like a clip, and it's super easy to install, and it sprays water onto your butt, and it's not from the water that's in your toilet bowl. It's the water that's coming directly from your wall that goes into your toothbrush that you brush your teeth with. Anyways, guys, we are behind on the bidet game, pun intended. So if you want to check out Tushy, you can go to hellotushy.com and get 10% off when you use my promo code Kirsty, K-I-R-S-T-I-E. Now let's get on to this week's show. 
Alrighty, guys, I just messed up with our with my mic, but we are back, and hopefully this sounds a little bit better, although I don't think it does. <laughs> <laughs> and you missed so much good banter. I know. So much good small talk banter. Esteban got an, um, a notification about his vacuum. Yeah, I have a Roomba, and I... <laughs> Sponsored by Roomba. <laughs> Sponsored by Roomba. Oh my gosh, I wish. And I just, oh, I wish. I was just, like, obsessed with Roombas, and I yeah. was like, they're so funny. They're like little robots who clean. Yeah. And then I spent a hundred and fifty dollars, and it literally I could have I could broom once a day for like thirty five seconds. Is broom an adjective? Yeah, I could broom. I could sweep. <laughs> sweep with my broom. There you go. Broom it up. Um, the you know when I think of those things, I just think of like the cats sitting on them. All those yeah. videos of like the adorable cats just laying on them. They're like, this is chill. Yeah, I put <laughs> don't stuff, have to walk. Yeah, on top of it, just yeah. like like funny sign. Can or, you control it with a remote, like no. on your phone or something? Well, you can, but that's like a $600 one. <laughs> and I can't tell you how much willpower it took to not buy Because once Wait. you're in the Roomba, yeah. like, in the Roomba just gang, you're like, oh my gosh, well, if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna get a robotic vacuum cleaner, might as well it get might as well be. Like, hello. <laughs> and it's like her. Hello, I fall sir. in love with it. Oh, yeah, right. Just oh like, my gosh, have you ever been into, have you been in a Whole food? <laughs> oh my gosh, have you ever been in love with a robot? <laughs> with a robot? Because, like, I understand. Yeah, because walk in, Jeremy. <laughs> hello. Well, that's hustle. Jeremy, go back inside. Uh, it's, right. Um, no, at Whole Foods, there's, like, these robots that walk around and, like, take stock of the shelves. Not what? walk, not walk. They zoom. <laughs> like robots do. I've never seen You've never, this. oh, they're called, like, um, it's something really catchy that has to do with aisles, but, or no, tally. It's called tally. Tally. They, they walk around and there's a little eye, so it blinks, and it literally just scans the shelves of Whole Foods and will, let, like, I don't know, lets the people in the back know something needs to come oh, out. Oh, my but, goodness. And if you, like, try to go near it, it'll, like, go around you. It's so crazy. That's yeah. incredible. I'm excited. I'm not scared of, like, a robot future. Okay. I think robots are going to, like, work with us, and it's going to yeah. be helpful. Exactly. It's going to be like Roomba. I love Roomba. <laughs> it's going to be hashtag Roomba. Like, who is this, this whole podcast? Yeah, it's just Roomba. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, well, welcome again, now that we have this all figured out. Uh, so where are you from originally? I am from, I grew up, my family's Colombian, I guess that's number one. Okay. So, so everyone lives in Colombia, my parents live in Colombia. Oh, no we way. We grew up in Puerto Rico and then yeah. Illinois. Okay. So, yeah, so I was in Puerto Rico for a few years, for like seven years, and then moved to Illinois, and then was in Illinois for a while. So I did mm-hmm. like, I went to college there, and then got a master's there, and then hung out and was teaching at University of Illinois for a while. Wow, that's a yeah. long time to be in the cold. <laughs> I know. I and really don't know how people do it. That's so funny. It says the Florida girl. It says the Florida girl that moved to California and just like has never experienced living in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the, and then I, well, then I went to Panama. So I was in Illinois, then I went okay. to Panama. Nice, you would like it, nice and tropical. And then two years ago, around there, I moved to L.A., which is crazy. So what brought you to L.A.? Um, I was, so I've always been like a, I've always been a teacher, or an educator, let's say, and an entertainer. So I was a teacher, and then I was doing stand-up, and then, uh, and then stand-up, like, I got some fun breaks, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna do more stand-up. And then I was doing only stand-up, and Mm. then I was like, this is sad. 
because I just was like touring and oh, okay. it was sad. I was like staying in forty-five dollar hotel rooms. Yeah, it's hard. I imagine. Like, oh, I miss friends and family. So then I went to. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to go back into teaching. So I go mm-hmm. went to Panama and ran the study abroad program there, which was awesome. That's was sick. super cool and wow. super crazy. How long were you there for? I was there for like a year and a half. Okay. Uh huh. And then while there, I had some entertainment connections so vice actually made a tv show mm-hmm. about us living in the jungle called jungle town uh wow the study abroad program was in the jungle i should clarify that. okay yeah <laughs> it's not yeah. that makes more sense like, wait a minute uh, okay i just yeah i would just commute from the jungle to the city <laughs> right yeah, i was in the jungle it was like a off the grid was it very sustainable time. like i don't want to just assume things about other countries like you were living in huts but like was it was it super like uh, super off the grid well it was the rural part yeah i mean okay. panama has like panama city yeah exactly looks like it literally actually looks super like miami um, I've actually been, never been to Miami. Really? I know. What? It's it's such a travesty. Like I have a lot of friends out there, and here I am. Yeah. There. Well, Miami is. I haven't been all of the parts of Florida. <laughs> not it's Central not Florida that. Yeah. But well, Miami's like legit. It's I know. Cool I know. It makes One day. Florida look good. It's the only part of Florida. Like, yeah. Everything. That, like, Key West, which no one really knows about, but besides that, like, there's no redeeming things. To yeah, Florida's fighting a lot of stereotypes. Oh, my and God, And yeah. Miami's like, hey, we're fairly normal. Yeah, like, come yeah. to us. Like, just ignore the rest. It's really big, but ignore the rest. Ignore okay. the rest. But, yeah, so, but, totally, in rural part, I mean, we were, we were in, like, um, in, like, wooden structures, and I lived in a tent for the year and a half. Okay, And, wow. yeah, I mean, it was, like... The campesinos out there were, yeah, were in just sort of like cinder block, small cinder block homes and all yeah. that good stuff. And so you were running a study abroad program. So was there kids nearby that that were you were teaching English? It to? was uh, international. So it was American and Australian and Latin American would okay. come to this crazy sustainable town called Kaliala, mm-hmm. and they'd be there for a semester and they'd learn how to like live off the land. So yeah, so we had different programs. So it's like you could do agriculture, like sustainable agriculture, or like cooking, like off the grid cooking. Okay, like gotcha. Outdoor recreation, so That's super cool. So people cool. Like set up fun trails or like try to do tourism stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Cool. So while they're connected with the entertainment side, got this fun vice show, and then um, started flying to LA to like promote it. And mm-hmm. when I was in LA, I think it was literally the first time I was um, for the vice show. I'd been before, but this was the first time, like, sort of doing this. I was like, you know what? This is what I need to be doing. Yeah. Um, And it sort of was the culmination for a while um, as a teacher and as a performer. I've been talking about stories and the power of stories and, like, um, storytelling for good and, like, TV that actually does something good to us and helps create a better world. Yeah. And this was a show that, that was like that. And then from here... Yeah, I, so it sort of was like the intersection of everything. I was like, oh my gosh, things are kind of clicking. Yeah. So moved awesome. to LA and I've been doing, yeah, trying to tell interesting stories ever since. That's so cool. That that's a great that's a great story in itself. <laughs> um, when you were in when you were in Panama, was it you were with like locals and stuff in the area that you were yeah. in, right? Yes. Have you ever read the book um, Blue Zones? Blue Zones. It's the happiness book, right? Or am I correct? Sort of. It's sort of like that. It's it's the idea that they, they study the places in the world that have the highest, the densest population of people over 100, and they study what makes them, like, be able to live to that age. Whoa. And it was it's it's so many other factors than just, like, diet and stuff, but, like, one one's in Costa Rica or somewhere, but it's just these people that are, like, kind of out of society, 
removed from society and but still really relying on each other and yeah. stuff those are the groups that tend to live the longest essentially the happiest too yeah so i was wondering did you like feel that, that at all with- so i need to read that book it's a really I'm, good book i remember yeah. people talking about it and i think <laughs> i i think i'd seen the person speak i think it was a woman speak about that anywho whatever i was i'm like remembering this like you know you're like the flashbacks yeah the flashbacks of of, there's a super cool woman on stage talking about blue zones or maybe it's you in the future oh there we go but anywho uh (laughs) i'm like daydreaming while while being recorded i'm like who was that where was i Um, inner monologue yeah anywho yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, to get the, to the point. To answer your question without my incessant yeah. daydreaming. Um, totally. I mean, it was it was so interesting to live in community, to mm. really rely on community, mm-hmm. to be taken away from so much stuff. Right? So there wasn't Wi-Fi. There wasn't all these things. So literally all I right. did was like... I would wake up and I would be in, in like community and make sure things were running smoothly and then the sun would go down and we would go to sleep shortly afterwards yeah. and then the sun would come up and we would wake up shortly afterwards and Isn't like so, you would cool. yeah and you would like everything we ate was obviously organic stuff cuz we were literally had the farm and we would eat from it and like yeah. now I don't eat um, beef because I killed cows but even then if you're eating yeah. I mean I ate chicken and I would kill the chickens mm, and like yeah. eat them that night right so it's the most like it. yeah it's the most you're so connected to the earth you're so connected to other people yeah because um, you have to be and you just like I you just did nothing but talk right there's no like Netflix at the end of the day right exactly uh, you would just like the sun would go down and you and I would be like yeah, I'd be like, so tell me more about your family. Like, I don't know what we're... Let's just keep talking. Yeah, exactly. Because that's all... Yeah. So you that's just so form cool. these incredible bonds. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. It's really... Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm I'm in the entertainment industry. I, like, make TV shows and, and movies and stuff like that. And it still is... Yeah. And it's interesting to be like, okay, if we take away all distraction, then what's left is human connection. Huh, that's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, like, human connection is the one thing <laughs> that people are like is like the yeah the indicator of happiness and indicator of health and all these things. Yeah, so it is so super cool. interesting to think about um some of those places. Yeah, that's yeah. such an in, like that's such a cool experience to have. I'm sure that shaped you like in so many ways that Yeah. You might not even realize. That's like, I cool. know. That's really cool. It it is. I I genuinely sometimes it feels like a dream. Yeah. I'll be here and, and you just humans are amazing. Like they're it's because it was wonderful, but after a while, it just felt routine. Like, I mm. just would wake up and then go. and was like, normal. You know, yeah, yeah, brush I my teeth yeah. from the stream and like, yeah. just be like, oh, another day at the office, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm in a rainforest. That's um, so cool. But, yeah, humans are so interesting because I'll hear, go all the time, and someone will be like, hey, so do you like camping? And I'll be like, yeah, I like camping. I, I, uh, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I lived in a tent for a <laughs> year and a half. Like, I guess I really like camping. Yeah, like, I am a pro camper yeah. without even realizing it. Yeah, it's so funny how you just are like, what's in front of me is is just sort of what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, totally. Every day, blah, blah, blah. And then you're yeah. like, holy smokes, I just had this ridiculous experience a few years ago. Wait, so how long have you been in L.A.? So I've been in L.A. two years. Wow, and so two Panama years. to L.A. Yeah, Panama to L.A. Wow. Yeah, literally. Very so cool. the show, yeah. 
So the show came out in April, and I moved here in April. I'm going to look that up, by the way. So it's Jungle Jungle Town. Jungle Town. I'm not sure how Vice formats their stuff. Is it episodes? Yeah, so it's episodes. So it's on Vice Land, Vice's TV network. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So there's 10 episodes. It's super interesting. The show is really interesting because I wanted it to be around these really, these like themes of what it looks like to be in community, what it looks like we're all living sustainably. So it's Mm -hmm. like... um, like, in the show, I was like, hey, I don't... There, Every story sometimes needs a villain, but the villain should be climate change. I like existential villains. Ooh, I love like, that, So the, yeah. the villain is the fact that people are ignoring climate change, and there's really serious ramifications, and yeah. there's a group of weirdos in the jungle trying to do something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got amped up a little bit to, like, reality TV-ish, so it's, like, oh, really? a lot of just, like, you know, f- from small things to, like, a lot of, like shirtless people in the stream, you know, like in yeah. the rivers. And I'm like, that's not part of the story. Like, just wait, just what? Like hot white people in yeah. bikinis to some of it. Like the, I was present the CEO of this guy, Jimmy, and he comes from um, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. His dad, his dad is just very wealthy. And then they, so they like dove into that and they're like, why is this guy with money? Doing um, this? Yeah. And I was like, well, I hope, People with money do good things. Do good things, right? Yeah. I'm like, the show yeah. was interesting because I was like, my vision for it was, oh my gosh, we're going to tell really interesting stories on community and climate change and identity. Yeah. And then there is some of that, but there's also some of like just random Typical montages of just like hot people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, going. all right. All right. Well. That's okay. Yeah. I'm still going to look it up. Yeah. I'm still well, going to look it all up and watch every episode. Yeah. If you're into montages of hot there people we go. and intellectual reality TV shows. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. get a little, you get some salad and you get some fries. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> what better way to live life? That is genuinely a good way to live yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the work that you do now, so you mentioned, like, storytelling being very important to you. What is it about stories that really intrigues you? Yeah, good question. I think there's lots of reasons. One of the earliest examples that I can think of is, I remember I moved to the U.S., or to the mainland, from Puerto Rico, since Puerto Rico is, uh, is also the It's also, yes. But moved to, like, <laughs> the, the 48ers. Yes. Uh, in terms of mainland states. Um and I remember, um, I remember feeling embarrassed that my name was like Esteban. I remember feeling really? like just out of place. Yeah. Um, so people would, like, no one would, no one, yeah, people I think just couldn't place me or what I was, and um, and yeah. and I felt like I was like doing it wrong. Like I was like, am I being like a Latino am the wrong I, way? The wrong way? Like am I? Yeah. Do- Am I doing it wrong? Because I think there was no one like me represented anywhere, right? So there was a a, a pitcher named Esteban Loaiza from mm-hmm. the Chicago White Sox. Oh, okay. And people were like, oh, that. And he literally helped make my childhood so much better because people knew Esteban. That's uh, this beautiful, random yeah. guy. Right, so it's the smallest thing. This, it's like the smallest representation just goes so much... Um, just yeah, it just has such a big difference. Impact, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, one of the when I was looking back on my childhood and being like, oh my gosh, how it, how valuable would it have been if there were stories that were told about people like me or just different stories? Yeah, um, totally. So I think I I always sort of recognized that and I always wanted to make other people feel seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think 
to me, telling a story, um, maybe that relates to people is, is a way to like have people feel seen. Say like, if you see your story on screen, you go, my story matters. Mm -hmm. If I am whatever, I'm Latino and I see a Latino on screen, I go, I'm worthy of being seen. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm gay and I see something, you know, a gay character on screen, I'm like, Oh, I like, I literally exist. You're literally writing me into existence, which is nuts. That is pretty crazy. Um, so I think I, I, I really felt the power of that when I was younger and, and like at an early age, sort of had this like heart for making sure that people felt seen or people like me. So I just like mentored like young Latino. I mean, I was literally young. So I'm like a 12 year old going going like an eight year old Latino kid and being like, you're doing it right. And this was in Illinois. This is in Illinois. Yeah. Wow. What do you like? Where were you finding these, these kids? Yeah. I mean, they They get out of the school. It's like, Hey, you kid. Hey, you guys know any Latino kids? Show me your nearest Latino. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there was, we, we were in suburbs, we lived, we bounced around a few places, but we were mostly in suburbs, and there were still, and I think in that, right, so it was heavily, heavily white area, so the Latino kids just sort of were off to the side or something like that, so being like, hey, trying to, yeah. trying to at least do that, or, or at least live out this story and, and counter narrative, so be like, yeah, I'm Latino, but I'm nerdy and, like, goofy and all these different things. Yeah. Um, so I think that was it, then, then I think when I was teaching, um... I was super lucky. I got to teach really fun things. So, so my first job in between my undergrad and my master's was I taught mm-hmm. uh, like a support staff for kids who were, had been in juvie or were transitioning out of juvie. Oh, cool. Like so it was like yeah. re- these really, you know, quote unquote at risk kids. Yeah. Uh, and I loved yeah. them. They were the best. And I think there I saw two things. I, I saw like the, it was tough to hold their attention, but if you like, tell a story or do things like that, you know, that they, they, people listen and I don't mm-hmm. think it's just that population. I think humans. Totally. So yeah. I think, yeah. So I was, I was totally. obsessed, right? So they wouldn't, they wouldn't li- like listen to me. I'd be like, Hey guys, let's, let's do math. And mm-hmm. they just zone out. Yeah. But they would like watch a YouTube video or something like that. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I literally was obsessed of where do, where do People who need to hear something, where do they go to hear things? And yeah. then how do we learn from that, right? So if they're watching YouTube videos, if they're, whatever, listening to music, is there space for that to be modified a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I was like, huh, this is really interesting. Stories stories are, like, reach everyone. Stories mm-hmm. um, are really interesting in that way. And storytelling helps you become a better teacher. Um, totally. Things like that. Yeah. So then I got a master's in educational policy. I was looking at education, and I was like, and I was looking at really weird things of education. This is why I ended up at the weird study abroad thing. That okay. Was like, I feel like that's what drove you to that. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, I don't want to be in a school. Yeah. I want to tear down the education system. Such a millennial. I know. Oh, gosh. So millennial. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's great. It's great. That's what's to make the biggest yeah. change. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to question everything. Yeah. So um, I was looking at what is... Educational systems are, are sort of um, designed a lot of times to be unjust because tax dollars from the community go yep. to school, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so I was like, "What is what is education that truly reaches everyone?" And I thought of Sesame Street. So Sesame Street, yeah. a rich kid and a poor kid watch it the same. They have yeah. access to it. It's on PBS, which everyone gets PBS. Mm-hmm. It's. I was like, Sesame Street might be the most revolutionary educational. Program such a good point, yeah. In the existence of the United States. 
So then I was like, huh. Again, storytelling. Um, and then I was going and I was doing stand-up comedy. And I was, stand-up comedy is, ba- you know, basically just telling silly stories on a stage. And I was doing it's it. pretty at, cool. Yeah. yeah. I think it's such a, I think stand-up comedy is so cool. And I think, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to give it a shot. But you should. Like, I think everyone should. There's something really interesting. I agree with that very, very strongly. I used to do improv classes when I went to, uh, when I was in college. And okay, I think that okay. just, like was so life-changing. Yes. 100%. Totally. I think everyone, improv is really wonderful. Everyone should do improv and mm-hmm. it's very supportive and it's the best. Mm-hmm. And then stand-up and everyone stand should up. do. It is not as supportive but it is very, very interesting. It's not as supportive at all. <laughs> it is. By not as supportive, throat. I mean not supportive. Um, yeah. It just is people looking at you being like, you didn't make me laugh. Yeah. Like, but I'm trying. But I'm trying. We're yeah. improv. You're just like, I'm a seagull. And it's like, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are the seagull. <laughs> you are the seagull. Oh, my gosh. So goofy. So, um, oh, so I was doing stand-up and I was going, I was touring a good amount. So I was going everywhere in the Midwest. And when you're a beginner stand-up, you don't have um, very, like, you don't go to good shows in, like, big cities. Yeah. So I was doing, like, yeah, second city in Chicago. I was going to Mason City, (laughs) Illinois. Town of 4,000. Yeah. And doing stand-up in their comedy club, which is a real place. And it's actually a a fun comedy club, but it's (laughs) tiny. Shout out to Mason. Yo, shout out to Mason City, (laughs) Illinois. Where you at? Um, So a lot of times I was going in these places, and I was going one where places, it was like, uh, back then it was uh, pre-Trump, but it was like Trump country, um, a Um, lot of places like, um, yeah, hadn't, I don't know, weren't maybe too progressive. So I'd go in... Mm. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can get people to question some of their beliefs yeah. in, like, using humor, right? So I can question e- even small beliefs of, like, whatever, you know, young people these days. Yeah. So I can be like, hey, you know what, like, I'd get to whatever the, the whatever I wanted to say of, like, hey, I don't think young people um, are, like, lazy. I think they're just sort of done with busy work or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Um, or whatever things. My friend Houston Craft says that uh he, that line uh he has like a whole speech around that and it's beautiful but anyway oh, right cool. so the, these things where i was like hi huh, here's an interesting perspective and then um, you put humor behind it and all totally. of a sudden it's totally relatable and people like are willing to accept it yeah better. so the difference if i walk up to you and i go hey it's really interesting that like we all believe and we all fight about different religions but there's some truth in all of them and, and like i don't know if re- our religious leaders that we follow would want us to fight other religions i don't know you, you know you'd be like get out of here but <laughs> if i frame that as like a funny point yeah then you're like huh okay interesting i don't know if i i'm not going to change my mind but at least i'll entertain this thought at least it's more aware they're yeah. more aware of it yeah i like that so in everything i think one day i like took a step back and i was like oh i'm doing the same thing everywhere everywhere i'm trying to like tell stories that mean something mm-hmm. everywhere i'm trying to like entertain and educate everywhere yeah. like the my heroes of sesame street and the show i'm doing in front of 35 people in rural indiana I'm sort of doing the same thing of, can I use stories and entertainment to talk about things that matter? Yeah. Anywho, I feel like I just talked for 35 minutes. Everyone always says that. I'm like, no, that's the point. The the point here is storytelling, right? You just told your story. (laughs) I guess that's the podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) I think another big point here is the humor aspect, too. It's like humor behind storytelling. You're right in the sense that that gets stories across better. 
feel like nowadays everyone's just trying to figure out an interesting way to tell their stories or tell their ideas. Yeah, yeah. totally. And I, and I don't think, I think humor is a really valuable tool, but I think yeah. if you take a step back or, and if you're listening and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm that funny yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's like, what is the really unique way to tell that story? Mm-hmm. What, how can you tell that story in a way that people listen, that people mm-hmm. respond? Yeah. How can you tell that story in a way that like invites others in rather than talks at them? Um, right. I think yeah. there's, there's really beautiful things there to think about that, like, yeah, that what makes humor valuable is that it's sort of lower defenses or it says, hey, come yeah. along on this on this journey with me. Or it says, like, isn't it silly? Right. And it sort of approaches it in a, in a non-confrontational way. Yeah. Right? So if someone, I don't know, like if I'm somewhere where, where, I don't know, people believe that I'm trying to think like gay people shouldn't. Get married, married or yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm like, gosh, isn't it goofy that like we judge others so much, but we like don't look at ourselves. I don't know. I'm. This is not good. Stand-up. But you know, like in <laughs> this non-confrontational way. Right? Yeah, so, totally. so I could go again go to the person and be like, I genuinely believe you're bigoted and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Or I could be like, gosh, I also sometimes like say things, and and it's so much easier to say things than than to live it. It's so much easier to criticize others than to live it. Man, isn't that crazy about that that's part of the human condition is that mm-hmm. we're so bad at like at at us living out the criticisms that we have of others gosh that's so interesting let's talk about that right yeah. and then somehow we get there together in this way journey, where, yeah, yeah, yeah on this yeah. journey of like i invited you in to question the like follies of humanity yeah. Of why it's easy to criticize others and it's so hard to do the work ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that, apply that at anything, maybe apply it to your, like, outdated beliefs on gay people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like know. it's kind of like a humility thing, too. Like, you're being like, hey, I'm up here, but I'm not perfect, and let's talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And maybe, I, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting thing, that humor or these things. How can you tell stories from a place of humility? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like humor does that Yeah. in a sense. I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't know. You're, you're probably better in the stand-up comedic scene. There are a lot of pompous people that think they're better than everyone else. I mean, like, if you're getting on stage, you're putting yourself in a pretty vulnerable position, period. Yeah. And I think there are some of those people. Some of them are, like, characters uh, okay, of, yeah, yeah. of people, right? So in a way, they're poking fun at people who have way too much ego. Yeah, totally. Um, and you're like, oh, I see what you're doing. Um, but yeah, but but I think I think maybe some of the best stand-ups are just like, I have this unique point of view, mm. and I'd like to share it, and you can agree or disagree. Yeah. Or here's what I think. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think many stand-ups reach a level of success that go like I think this and if you don't you're wrong yeah totally Uh, exactly yeah exactly which is interesting yeah so then how does someone tell their so say humor is like not their jam so they're just not funny like how do they tell their story where it's inviting someone in but and not just talking at them I feel like that's a big thing that yeah it can become very preachy if you're trying to tell advice and that's yes. like the biggest obstacle to get over is to feel like you're really bringing someone in and saying it at their level how do yeah. people do that I think that that's such a good question and, and I think it's a um a question to think about because I think if you look at yeah, if you just look at where trends are going in terms of personalities and I bet a bunch of people listening to this are like you know influencer people creators all those good things insert mm-hmm. word for someone who is insert doing something creative word, yeah. insert <laughs> exactly. buzzword here exactly um yeah well i i think um in 
so I do, I also do some speaking in like high schools and middle schools and, and colleges and some stuff like that. And, and one yeah. of the rules I think that I have for speaking is, is never be the hero of your story. Um, and that's a really good story hmm. principle. So I, so if you look at, let's take hunger games. Yeah. There we go. Uh, we're going there. Children killing children. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's start. Let's yeah. begin now. So hunger games, um, Katniss is definitely the hero of the story, right? I mean, it's her perspective, but right. she in it is the, it, she's never like, I am the hero of the story. She gets into these situations um, and she relies on other people to mentor her. She is, she like represents themes. Like she represents um, in a really fucked up um, unfair situation. She represents fairness Mm. and justice. Mm. And like, she knows that systems rigged and she wants to, she wants to live her morals even at the end. Right. So the end of the first book, she's about to commit suicide rather than give into a rigged system. She would rather kill herself and a friend, right. And and the friends in on this. Yeah. So it's like community. It's, it's, it's like she values respect and morality above all things. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. She is an incredible hero in the story, but she is never like I am the hero in the story. Right. So I think, when people tell their stories, when people live out their truths, I think something that people do sometimes is they go, look at me, I'm the hero in this story. And that, like, that's not a good hero. You and I would never watch a movie and be like, I'm rooting for that person who thinks that they're the shit from scene one. Yeah, yeah. Like, you and I root for people yeah. who are just like us, mm-hmm. who are going through extraordinary circumstances that they can put themselves through, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, you and I can be like, I want to whatever, like inspire a million people. You, you, and I can choose the circumstances Yeah. rather than like Katniss being chosen for exactly. But it starts, she actually chose, make the choice. Her first thing, her sister got. Right. She's, I volunteer. Volunteers tribute, tribute right? Yeah. So she also made the choice. Um, so yeah. So, so you and I can go on this journey and, and like be the hero, but at the same time, never like just be in these situations, be like, I'm learning, I'm doing my best. I have a ton of mentors who are giving me help. I am totally. forming friends and who inspire me mm. and alliances and community who inspire me and push me. And I like what I'm trying to do and I may fail at this. What I'm trying to do is live in this world and like my, yeah, what I stand for is impact and wellness and like redefining hustle <laughs> and all these things yeah. in a world that some of it is messed up and hustle is weird because it's wake up at 5 a.m. and never see your family mm-hmm. and wellness is like weird yeah. teas that make you skinny, which is a lie. Yeah. Right? And impact is yeah. faux impact of like, oh my God, I'm just so honored that 5 million people follow me and I have such an impact. You know, like, no, you've never It's done. living the impact. Yes. It's, yeah. Totally. It's living Almost the impact. Almost not even talking about it in a sense. Yes. Ooh. Not performative. Blowing my mind, keep So, going. yes, right, so so if we do that, then we are heroes. Yeah. And that's true, that is, that is like, good storytelling. The people who are flashing go, I'm the shit now, are going to blaze out um, like yeah. they do. Because that's not a, you don't, like, the, the thing about stories and what I love about stories is that that they, like, resonate with us. So Joseph Campbell's this guy, and he went and he looked at all these stories, mm-hmm. literally, like, like, um, he looked at a thousand stories and from like old stories, from like biblical stories to like, um, like, uh, Jewish, like all the religious stories. And he just took other yeah. stories and he goes in all these stories, there's a hero's journey, which is amazing. So it's like humans have been telling stories literally since we were like cavemen and cave right. women. Right. And then 
stories that resonate, that stand the test of time, have this formula. Mm. And it's the hero's journey, which is insane. So that means if you are someone who's like, you know what? F the hero's journey. It's me, baby, me. I don't need anyone. You're not... You're going to have a moment. Great. Yeah. People like to like be outraged and follow people they don't like. And then eventually they'll be like, cool, I'm not going like, yeah, to buy not. your book or exactly. watch your show. Or, yeah. Like, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. And then I think the people who are, who are being like, I'm just a normal human who's trying to do something incredible. I'm going to fail, but I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to find mentors. I'm going to find a community. I'm going to fall down. I'm going to get back up. That person, I think, is going to do really, really incredible things. Yeah, because that's how normal people... It's how it's going to go for normal... Like, totally. other, not normal people. Everyone's a, yeah. like, everyone's a person. But it's how it's going to go for most people is that there's going to be, like, a journey. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be failures. And yes. just acting like you're perfect or you're already there is just not relatable. Yeah. So it's it's everyone... It's It invites everyone to be part of the process. It makes it accessible. And then yeah. I think three... If we look at story theory... It literally, something about, we're like storytelling animals. Something about stories, like, touches yes. us totally. in our hearts. And we're like, oh, that. Like, yeah. that is a yeah. good story. We can watch something and be like, I resonate with that. And exactly. I don't know why, yeah. but I do. Which is nuts. It is pretty So nuts. it's like you're tapping into thousands and thousands of years of evolutionary, totally. like, storytelling, meaning-making. Have you, you I'm gonna bring up, I bring up books all the time. Have you read Thank the you. book Sapien? Yeah, Oh my god, he, this is what he touched, this is what he talks about. This yeah. is why we are the reigning, what is, or I guess we're the family of Homo or whatever. Yeah. However, we, we are the reigning champions. We're the reigning champions <laughs> yeah. of, of the of, animal of, kingdom. Yeah. What's up, other animals? Any animals Sad. listening to this? Uh, sorry. Sorry, homies. But we, like, as homo sapiens, like, we were able, we have the consciousness and we're able to form stories that brought together people and millions and to work towards a common goal. Yes. And that's why that we're, we were able to survive and able to do things. And, I mean, there's also the idea that we can, like... If yeah. someone attacks us, we can think, hmm, how should we do that better next time? But difference, but, like, stories is... Some, yeah, Sapiens, really good book. Yeah, but, um, Sapiens is an incredible book. And totally, and yeah, yeah. And, and part of what makes us human is our ability to tell stories. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. great, so we have that. I mean, we you can look, and if, yeah, if you're like, gosh, why aren't people listening to my message? Why aren't, why aren't some things resonating? Yeah. Um, which I think is, is gen- I mean, I asked that. I recently had a meeting with someone. They're like, you need to get more followers because I wasn't posting on anything. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so I think that's a genuine, like, that's an okay question to ask. I, I, like, I'm genuinely in that boat where I'm like, as of, yeah, a few months ago, I'm like, oh, shoot, I need to, like, start writing more and start posting stuff and start making videos and these things that I, like, do here and there. Anywho, but the moral of the story is, is, yeah, is I know, I have this prompt, this very real prompt that maybe people also have of, like, okay, I'd like to grow a following and make interesting art and do interesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm like, okay, great. If that's, if that's my goal, then I can look towards, like, all of the history of humans and be right. like, great. What worked for them? <laughs> what, oh, genuinely, what worked for them? Great. What what do people care about? What resonates with humans? What makes something good? What makes something um, really good? What makes something more than, like, oh, that was just a good a random story of a girl going and fighting whatever, whatever. Yeah. To, like... Why does this story resonate with me so much? Like this narrative totally. speaks to me. Yeah. Right? So, so it is. Yeah, it's like we have 
literally the research from sapiens to point to these examples of like, okay, great. So I'm going to tell a story and this is what, what it could look like. Mm-hmm. And here's what maybe it should look like. And here's hopefully what people will, will get from it. Totally. Totally. And what do you think is the impact of owning your own story? Cause I mean, there it's, of course you're gonna have an impact on like everyone else, but there's a lot of impact it has on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think so many things on this. Okay, let's <laughs> uh, hear it. Let's get into it. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think what, something I do with um, sometimes when I go into schools, and I'll mm. do this with with some young humans, middle schoolers mm-hmm. and high schoolers, is I'll I'll tell them, hey, what makes a really good story, right? So kind of what we're talking about. I mean, exactly what we're talking about. They'll be like, I'm like, what makes a really good hero, and what makes a yeah, um, and all these things, and. Um, and everyone under like writes, like everyone has the answer, which is really interesting. I've never been in a school where someone's like, the hero is the person who wears a leather jacket yeah. and has cool guns. Like, oh, really? Like, what do they normally so they They have some like more insightful yeah. answers. Yeah. So they're like, oh, the hero a lot of times is like um, sacrifices or the hero yeah. is the person who like, um, who like fights evil or the hero is the person I, even if they're young they still are like okay the hero is the hero is the person who like um has like believes in friendship or believes in love or all these different things it's awesome That's so cool it's the best little yeah. kids are the greatest yeah oh yeah um great so it so in that i'm like great so if you look at your like you are the authors of your story you're writing your story every day and yeah. little kids sometimes like um, so it's like, cute. great, if we know, like, what really awesome heroes look like, then, then what does it look like to, um, to try to live that, try to write, like, if you're the authors of your story, that means that you can write whatever you want, mm-hmm. and we know what really awesome heroes look like. We know what really good stories look like. Yeah. I think that's one thing. I think there's also another thing of, of, like, um... I like humor because it offers a redemptive take on things that don't go as planned. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> like when something goes poorly. Yeah. I'm so thankful that I'm a stand-up comedian and that night I can be like, well, everyone, uh, I'm broke. Yeah. And like make jokes about it. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I got into a fight with a friend about this mm-hmm. and it's so small. Yeah. And, but I can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think like in sometimes if we view hurt or pain or all these things as isolated incidents, I think that just eats us alive. But I think totally. if we view it in this arc of, man, this is part of the journey. It is part of something bigger. It's part of the story that I'm living. Yeah. Bigger know, narrative. Yeah, yeah. If it's part of this bigger narrative, then that immediately is, is redemptive. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've been through some stuff and, and, and I think, I think to own that and, and to want to acknowledge the pain and the hurt and then to be like, great, this is like, this is part of it. And this yeah. story is great. And sometimes I like, yeah, make a joke that I'm like, this will be a really interesting chapter in the memoir. Exactly. No, uh, that's so true. <laughs> this will be, I, the memoir of the person who just does awesome sucks. Again, yeah, exactly. I don't want to read that. I don't want to read the person who was like born gotta, rich yeah, and beautiful. Glided and through life. Yeah. That's so uninteresting. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I forget who I talked to this about, but the I feel like the best stories come from the people that have have gone through some really hard times. Yeah, the best stories. 
And it's like they hit rock bottom and they learn from it and then they teach people about it and stuff. And sort of um, to come full circle here, it's like what you went through at your hardest. So in the past, and I talk about this, is my eating disorder. And like, first off, when I just finally was like, hey, this was my past, it was like power lifted, weight off my shoulders. That story didn't have so much negative connotation to it to me anymore. But then I had people being like, oh my god, I, I've gone through the same stuff. They were able to relate to that. Yeah. So it's the impact is, all right, here's the story. It's, I learned from it and like it no longer has so much power, but also it's able to help people that, have, that are going through the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly, right? So, so if we don't tell part of those stories of our ugliness, then that is, then like, People sit in shame. Right. And shame, shame is like this insidious piece where it just like, yeah. the more you push it down, the more it festers and grows. Yeah. Right. So for you to be like, hey, here is, here's some like pain that I went through mm-hmm. and that's okay. And look at me now. The story continues mm-hmm. is so good because what that does is, is one, you're liberated from that, but everyone listening is like, oh, that thing that I never want to talk about, that I never want to share with anyone. The thing I pushed down is Okay. Yeah. That's insane. Right. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, yeah, it goes back to everything. It goes back to like when we don't see that part of us on screen that we're embarrassed about or that part of us on stories that we listen to on podcasts or read or anything or follow you on Instagram or whatever that looks like, then that like, then we think we're doing it wrong. Then we think exactly. no one else faces this. Yeah. And no, that becomes isolating yeah. and, and shameful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm meeting up with, um, this guy in the next few days. I, I was talking about, I'm, I am like, a look white. And I was like, oh, and I, I, oh, I had talk- this funny thing where I was like doing standup with being like a white looking Latino. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Anywho, so do this fun stand-up, and then someone emails me afterwards, uh, and is like, hey, I, I like, totally resonate. I, like, yeah. you know, and I've always felt, and uh, he's a super awesome director, and he's, like, done a bunch of just incredible stuff, and he's like, let's just hang out, and he's like, it just felt, and this guy's older. Yeah. He's in his 40s, and a, oh, like, wow. a fairly accomplished, like, commercial director, and it's mm. like, I just, like... Even now, I'm like, am I doing it wrong? And he's like, and then you just shared this. Anywho, like, wow, I no, do... that's so cool. Yeah, there was especially nothing... at 40, like, and just now it's someone bringing that up that he's felt his whole, and maybe it's like he's never even really considered it before because there's never been someone that put words to it. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting, and I don't think I I did anything too crazy or bold. I mean, it, but yeah. it, totally, but it just is interesting that yeah. that maybe you're like, oh, I want to talk about this. I don't know if it'll do anything, but just the fact. That you're like, this is part of the story. And people are like, mm-hmm. oh, I like, I'm just, yeah. I, I I didn't know this was a thing we could talk about. And I didn't know this was a thing that other people are going through. And I don't know. It's interesting. Shame's really interesting. Shame is, I, maybe is driven by like the lack of stories or the, or the lack of like owning your story. Yeah. Or like the. the a combination. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really interesting to be like, no one, yeah, no one has told this story. I don't want to share this story. So the story doesn't... I wish this story didn't exist. I wish this weren't a part of my story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, no. Like, That's you're, so interesting. You're yeah. so... One, everyone's so incredible. Mm-hmm. And, like, every part of their life and their story is beautiful and valid and, and the ups and the downs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So say... So, I mean, I get, like, some people... Some people just don't want to actually put it out there in public and I get that and that's not everyone's journey but and the idea of like being the author of your own story how do you think people can kind of use that in their everyday life or to make a 
bigger impact in their life. Yeah. Um, to the first one, I totally agree that not like just people sharing random shit about their life is not the yeah. <laughs> strategy. Brene yeah. Brown talks about that really great. She talks about like vulnerability. Exactly. And she's yeah. like, don't like you sharing heartache just to share it is not vulnerability. Yeah. Um, so yes, agree. Totally. Right. These are in context. These are in all the different things. So I think that, mm-hmm. that I think that is super important though. Cause I think to, if people share a story that like doesn't go that well or anything like that right it's like it might cause more totally yeah. and it's like well yeah don't just post a facebook status and then be like i'm free yeah um yeah yeah it's like why are you sharing this anywho but yeah i think um i think when you're the author of your story i think recognizing that you can apply i think with storytelling storytelling is the ability to like rewrite write the future and, and rewrite the past and not literally rewrite it, but I think give context to. Yeah. Right. So I, I got, this is true. I got married young and then I got divorced young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a hap- as married young. Should have seen that. You, that is usually a step one, step two. Very few people get divorced. Right. So married and then, yeah. And I think, right. So I think if I think of my life as a story, then I, there's really interesting context around all of that and it doesn't mm. feel like the end of the world or whatever as it did in the moment so i think there's a there's like you add depth and you add context exactly to, to yeah maybe part of right to that hurt so you go gosh like that, that had a meat sort of like a meat a reason yeah. sort of yeah, yeah a, reason. a reason a meaning yeah i think as humans we're just meaning making machines exactly and so you're just like this is the, the yeah that reminds me of the uh like you can connect you can look back and connect the dots but you can't really like connect the dots in the future right yes. like you don't know that's a steve jobs quote not yeah. me totally. <laughs> I did not say oh that. my gosh you're so wise you should run apple i wish right um, yeah. totally but, i yeah. love in that quote so right so the quote is yeah it's like looking backwards you can always connect the dots looking forwards you can't or something like that mm-hmm. I think he said it better but i think that's interesting so then it's like pause everyone listening be like, how often do you stop and connect the dots looking backwards? Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's a really powerful right. exercise. That's such a and good point. Because some people will sit in the shame or the suffering type of thing. Like, oh, I went through this one in the past. And they're still holding on to it. But it can be reshaped and mean something different. Literally, all it takes is what's in your mind. What yes. you're thinking right. so about if, it. Yeah. If we know that all every single doubt that you've ever been through in your life can be connected looking backwards... Then, yeah, you don't have to share your story. You don't have to write a blog or <laughs> anything yeah. just for you to look back and be like, oh, wow, gosh, well, that divorce I learned so much. And that actually, that's actually when I started doing more stand-up. I went all in. And that's actually when I met the wonderful humans who now have, like, shaped my life. And that's actually when I met the director of the Vice show, but I didn't know it yet. And then yeah. and then I was leaving stand-up, and everyone was like, dude, why are you leaving stand-up to, to go to Panama? And they're like, that's insane. You're, like, you know, this up-and-coming comedian or whatever. They're like, you're going to throw it all away, which there's, I mean, I am behind on stand-up than I want. Like, there's some truth to that. But then I went to Panama and had this really amazing experience, and I learned about community, and I learned about what's important, and then I somehow connected with, you know, like, yeah. Right for I think for me to do that and there's no blog where I go here's like the redemptive thing on whatever. Yeah. Like, um but yeah, but I think that's so true. Like that's that's being the author of your stories is stopping and connecting the dots and saying here's the context. Mm. Um here's the meaning, here's the depth and and great. 
that's who I am. Let's like, and now I get to see where I'm going. Yeah. It's really exciting. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's such a good point is that people just don't, sometimes people just don't look back and see how things have led to where they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really, I don't think I do that too much. I don't think I stop. Like I got to LA two years ago and, and recently I was with my girlfriend and she's starting a really exciting new job and we were sort of reflecting and, yeah. um, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, stuff has been so nuts in L.A. And stuff has just, like, connected to other stuff and other stuff and other stuff. And, yeah, yeah and, and I haven't, I don't think I've, like, stopped and appreciated that or been like, gosh, there's this really fun trend. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was awesome. And That's sometimes cool. That's I, cool. like, my mind gets in my way and I'm like, oh, shoot, I haven't done anything. And it's so funny to be like, wait a minute, no, all these things. Yeah. Really great. Or this opportunity I thought was going nowhere. There's a few of those where I was, I was like all in on something and it didn't happen the way I wanted to. And I was like, I just wasted six months of my life. Uh, and I'm like, what? I met these people. I learned these skills. I'm now working with someone from there that I met there. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Just because that one project didn't pan out. Doesn't mean that it wasn't still impactful in your life. And like you learned from it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, but if you ask me what I remember is, six months working on a project, it ended up going nowhere. I lost time and money. Right. right? And it's like, wait, no, but everything I'm doing now, almost everything came from... From that. Yeah. Yeah. That. Isn't that so interesting? It's so funny. That's so interesting. That's just how we shape things. Because I, yeah, I literally yeah. could tear up being like so much time and money yeah. into a project. Yeah. And it's set like a burden I carry that I'm like, I am a failure and I... Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd be like, hey, what are you working on now? I'd be like, oh, this thing with that person. Oh, that I met there. And like, and this like, thing. Oh, yeah. oh, interesting how that all connects. Totally. Yeah. It's nuts. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Wait, so what are you working on now? You're, are you back in stand up or no? I am. Yeah, I'm doing some stand up. Um, getting back on that horse. In LA. Um, in LA. I'm sorry, but I just feel like that is such a cutthroat like, industry. It is. In LA. It, I'm, there's, I'm finding really interesting community yeah making a fun community but yeah but it is like yeah it i'll go to open mics and yeah and there'll be there'll be a little bit of like i uh, air of i hope people fail in the room which i don't like oh no way with other comedians yeah sometimes i don't know i'm speaking Uh, ill it it's fine but it is it's (laughs) not as supportive i get it Um, yeah i think other places i'll go and people will be like I just want everyone to have a good time. Yeah. In here. Sometimes it'll be. It's, it'll, com- it's competitive. It's yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm doing a little bit of that, though, and fighting yeah. through some of that and finding good humans to, mm-hmm. to go on the hero's journey with, right? So there finding the mentors and the community and the people. I love that part. That is so true. It's like, I I mean, for a while, I was just kind of like, I, I lived abroad for a bit, too, and I was just running different places. But, like, if you just find your community and you find, like, your mentors or people that you really click with, like, that makes such a difference. Yeah. It makes such a difference. And especially in a city. It's kind of, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. It's hard in the city. Oh, so my you gosh. Get it. It's so, yeah. It's like a, a journey, sort yeah. of. Yeah. It is a journey. Weed your way through people. <laughs> I know. In a it, sense. Totally. And be like, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, I really think yeah, you're the some of the five people you hang out with, and it just is really exactly to be like okay, well, who am I hang out with in comedy? And like not making excuses. Like I think in Chicago, when I was doing a bunch of comedy. I mean, I had a good crew there, but sometimes I'd be like, someone would be like, oh, that person just like isn't 
friends of mine would be like, oh, that person maybe like isn't better. That crew isn't the best. I'm like, yeah, but they're like the comedy guys. Like you don't. Yeah. The best for the like people who just like smoke, drink, and talk like try to get laid after shows. I was like, they're the best of those people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then yeah, and then I'm like, oh good, I just want to like good humans regardless of setting. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The good comic. Yeah, the good. The good comedian. Which there are lots. Um, Yeah. So I'm doing stand-up, and then I am uh, pitching fun shows that I, like, um, wrote scripted and unscripted. There's a fun one um, that I can't talk too much about, but it's fun. It's CW, so, again, like, a fun Mm. younger audience. I think I'm really interested in, like, yeah, in younger audiences, I guess, and, like, reaching I mean, that's where, like, the most impact is, kind of, right? Like, they shape the next generation, so... So you screenplay writer? How does yeah. that work? I don't know if a screenplay writer what? Yeah, screenplayer? Uh, <laughs> something along those lines. Something like that. Yeah, so I, I, I like unscripted stuff just with stand-up and I like hosting right. and the Vice show was, you know, just me on camera living my life. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to, yeah, I'm getting more into scripted. So this is That's a scripted so concept. Yeah. That's so cool. Heck yeah. yeah. So I'm writing some more. And then, uh, and then there's a fun, actually, podcast that I'm shopping around now, um, which is about, like, Latino identity. Oh, cool. Which is super fun. That probably means a lot to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's really cool. Tot- and the, the same thing. It's like, yeah, trying to, trying to tell stories for people to be like, oh, I matter in the complexities of my identity. I'm like, am I from here? Am I from there? Am I from where? Yeah. Um, are, like, yeah. super interesting questions and questions that a bunch of people have mm-hmm. and don't talk about too much. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Cool. So, so it's all sort of storytelling um, with a message, and then I speak at schools. So I'm I live I leave for um, Florida in a few days. And I'm yeah. So where you're going in Florida is a college or a high school? I'm or going what? to a high a conference. Oh, okay. A high school conference, and then I'm oh, hoping cool. to do some stand up um, outside that in Miami with some places I've been before. Nice. How exciting. Yeah. That's so I'm just cool. Doing my best. Exactly. I'm just hustling out here. We're all just doing our best. <laughs> we're all just trying. Well, hopefully, we're all doing our best. Yeah. We're yeah. Best. If you're not doing your best, do your best. Yeah. If just give it your just, best just shot. Just do your best. Get in the arena. The blanket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the blanket motivational. Yeah. It, yeah. Just as vague as possible. Hey, everyone vague. listening, you're worth it and be your best. Thank you so much. Mic drop. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, for sure. Knock it off the table. Uh, I wish you committed. <laughs> Your $150 mic. It probably would have been fine. I've actually already dropped it once. Yeah, it was <laughs> Maybe that's why the audio is okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that one, the, that one time I dropped it. <laughs> that explains the, <laughs> the whole time. But <laughs> it actually used to have this little, like, plaque thing right here. I would turn around, but it would make some weird noises when I turned around. Yeah. But, and then one day I was just like, that's missing. I've had this thing for a couple months. So like, where did that go? It just left? <laughs> it must have just, like, fallen off somewhere. Yeah, like the Not toys and toy story. Just when you're asleep, <laughs> right. it's like, I am free. Yeah, exactly. My mic went on a journey. Yeah. And then it lost its little thing and now it's naked. <laughs> It's fine, as long as you had a good time. Yeah. Um, Mike, we're with you, man. We're, we support you. Exactly. Okay, so there's a couple of questions, that, and I've decided I am going to ask you the question that oh, I talked about before. The, the question. question. Oh, my goodness. I know, guys. It's an exclusive. Exclusive. So now there are three questions I ask everyone. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, you can do this. I, I, 
Yes, believe in your, believe in yourself. Think of Katniss. So, I think there you go. Hunger Games is. Big Hunger Games. I like that. If anything, your story was actually making me think of um, Harry Potter the whole time. So obviously, mm, I love totally. Harry Potter. Harry, totally. He's like the same thing. He's never like, I am the chosen one. Yeah, I am the chosen Look at my scar. Yeah, look at my scar. Do you look see at this? It. Hair lift. Like, there should be a Harry Potter where he just is like a dick. He's like, I'm the oh, chosen one. If you There's this sh- there's this thing on YouTube where they do the puppets. You might have seen one oh, where yeah. they say... If you watch more of his stuff, Harry is a dick. Harry is like, Harry's definitely just like, I'm the chosen one. It's it's so funny. But totally, but But real Harry Potter. Yeah. Literally, like, what's so amazing is you or I could be Harry Potter and we just sort of get thrust into this environment and we're Mm. like, I don't know. I don't know if I have it in me, but I'm going to try to do big things and like, people are invited and I stand for justice and I like, Totally. Here are themes that I stand for. I'm going to do my best. And I've got incredible friends who support me. Let's do this thing. Totally. That yeah. is an incredible story to live and to tell exactly. and to invite people into. Yeah. And not to get super Potter nerd here, oh, but, no, like, do it. <laughs> but like the opposite would be like Draco, you know? He yes. is like, I am the best. I am pure blood. I am this. Come along with me. Maybe there are some people that come along and fear him, but in the end when they... He really needs them. They bail on him. Yeah. But in the end, when anyone really needs, or Harry really needs anyone, which he never really asks ever, yeah. everyone's like, I'm there for you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, the visions of, of leadership there are really great. Dumbledore yeah. is the greatest yeah. um, wizard. And yeah, and yeah, is, is like so, yeah, consistently so um, like hum- humble and, and sort of like invites people in and like, Totally. Is, is yeah, lets people sort of um, give them a choice to mm. join the sort of good stuff. Like he could easily right. be like, "There is good and evil." Like, I am good. Yeah. Follow. Yeah, totally. And be like, and if you're evil, go f yourselves. Leave. And he, I don't yeah. know. It's really yeah. There's, there's really beautiful visions of leadership in those books. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like, yeah. They're beautiful. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. I was just watching Potter, Harry Potter last night. Sup? <laughs> okay, so speaking of books, and you cannot say Hunger Games or Harry Potter because we just talked about So what, what's a book that you think has shaped the way that you look at life now? Yeah. Hmm. There are so many books. I love books. There's a book I... There's two books I go back to all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically on this topic. Oh, no. I'm breathing. You're human, breathe. (laughs) Thank you so much for embracing my imperfections. Exactly. Uh, Wellness hustle listeners. (laughs) Um, So two books I go to all the time in terms of like creativity and story. Mm -hmm. One is called the 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 War of Art. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's on my list. That is literally on. Okay, keep going. Yes, by Stephen Pressfield. It's so good. And there's then a book um, called Oh my gosh, now. I knew you were asking by Julia Cameron, the the artist's way. So oh, okay, both yeah. talk about creativity, both talk about stories in very different ways, and I mm. feel like I'm both of them. So Julia Cameron talks about the artist's way is very like hippy dippy. It's like story and creativity as like a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. If that resonates with you at all, get that book now. It's nice. so good. Cool. And then Stephen Pressfield is like storytelling and creativity as like a discipline, as a skill that can be enhanced, like piano or soccer do the work and you'll get better and if that resonates with you oh. like you get it right so away. kind of the same message but different it is the ways. same it, yes it's yeah. almost exactly the same message 
but both offer mm-hmm. so much interesting perspective. Yeah. And I, I reread War of Art by Stephen Pressfield constantly. Like, really? it literally, and he, he's got other books, um, like companion books called Do the Work and all these other things. And I, uh, in like Turning Pro, he talks about the shift from an amateur um, creative to like professional. And, he, and he's like, it's all mindset and it's all like yeah. the amateurs, like, I will, I will create something when I'm inspired. And the pros, like, I sit down, I do the work, I will like, I, yeah, I conveniently get inspired at 9 a.m. every morning um, because I can, like, cultivate inspiration. It is a skill to tap into the muse. And they're both, like, fairly spiritual, like, but it's just, yeah, Stephen Pressfield is like, there is a muse, there's something bigger, some really big ideas come from that, some really big ideas come from outside of ourselves. That does not mean we wait for it. That means we learn how to tap into that part of ourselves and do that eight hours a day, every single day, like do the work. I it's love really, that. really interesting. Um, I feel like I resonate more with the with the work Stephen Pressfield one. Yeah, because like, and that's another thing that I try to bring with like the wellness hustle, wellness aspect is like people are. It's very portrayed as like spiritual this and that. I'm spiritual, but I'm also like super down to earth and kind of trying to bring like the spiritual aspect in the Western field and stuff. So like, yeah. I like the discipline and I like the science and stuff in that. So I like that. I've yeah. seen so many writers talk about that book. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. It's really, really great. Yeah. I think you're going to dig it. Totally. Cause it is, Sweet. it is, I think both are great. And yeah. like, w- sometimes when I just like need a hug, a verbal <laughs> hug, I read artist's way, <laughs> and when I need more often than not, I sort of need like a kick in the pants. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's um, Stephen Pressfield's. Totally nice. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, what advice would you give your younger self? I think there's something interesting of like you're not doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> there is no wrong. You're. I know, right? There is no wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever it is, it's right. Yeah, it's um, life. I would, yeah. You know, I I think that's, like, the genuine, um, beautiful one. You know, I think there's interesting things where I wasn't that, like, consistent. Like, I had this really fun, um, like, web series thing that I was, like, doing. I started, like, in high school and college, and I was, like, surprising people who were really good members of, like, the community with, like, fun party or, like, these things. Um, That sounds awesome. It was so (laughs) great. And I was, like, I feel like if I kept doing it now... I would mm. be in a different position. Yeah. If in 2010, You'd kept I was at it. Yeah. making videos where I was like, yeah. So, so I think there's a little frustration that is totally unuseful because it's in the past. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I'm right where I need to be. But I think, I think, right. There's a beautiful, genuine answer of like, you're not doing it wrong. There is no wrong. And then there's like this like practical entrepreneurial sort of thing. That's like, Shoot, dude, if you put up yeah. weekly, that like, yeah, for a while you're putting up weekly videos and it was awesome and you had this interesting audience and then you're sort of like, whatever, yeah. I don't know if YouTube's here to stay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. then I posted but nothing be... for four years. Yeah. Um, but that is. Yeah. The past isn't the past. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Exactly, shoulda. exactly. And I'm hanging on to it. It's not not yeah. gonna do you any just or do you or any good. super hang on to it and get obsessed and then don't do anything else except think about how i could have been someone yeah that's gonna no be, yeah i know maybe the that maybe, that yeah. right there is gonna be like the preview quote to this interview <laughs> <laughs> 
Think about that one mistake you made years ago, and then let that define you and the rest of your life. Basically, the overarching theme of this podcast, in case you weren't listening. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, no, cool. right. So, but I think I think there's an honesty in that. There's an honesty in being like, well, and that's okay. And yeah. Then, then it's yeah. like, great. Let me be more um, consistent. Now let me be more disciplined. Now let me. Let exactly. Me make about things now, and like, yeah. and also, I think it's good. I think I'm glad. Like there were, yeah. I think there's been small moments where I've been like, oh, I'm glad that I'm, um, that like things didn't pop at that time. Yeah. Because that was iffy. Yeah. You probably had a lot to learn and stuff. Yeah. When, so. I, was, when I was doing stand up, I was uh, when I started touring a little bit. I was like, this is my dream, and I was like 22 or 23. Mm-hmm. I was just a baby, and I was just like. Is the word like yeah? I was just like drinking a ton to try to look cool, and then it was just like right all the all the things that a yeah like a twenty two year old with their dream job has exactly. So I'm sure if that had been like a success, it would have you would have turned out differently. Yeah, totally, totally interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Tis life. Um, Tis life. Tis life. So then the last question is, what do you hustle for? Yeah, I love that question. Thank you. Thank you. Good question. Um, I, there's this quote by Juno Diaz, Mm -hmm. and he says, and he talks about how vampires don't have a reflection in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And he says, at a certain point, like, to deny someone a reflection in the mirror is to, like, make them monstrous. Um, okay. Right, so he goes like, if you don't see yourself on screen or in stories, yeah. you feel like a monster. Wrong. Yeah. Right, so and that's what we're talking about. The whole podcast, in terms of shame, in terms of like how, in terms of not owning your story, in terms of being afraid to connect the dots in your story, in terms of being all these different things. And and I think for me, if there's anything I can do in this world, it's it's hopefully to create mirrors. Mm. Um, so people feel less monstrous yeah. and they find out that there is no wrong, that they are wonderful that the way that they are and that, yeah. And, and to have people feel seen and, and, and feel loved. I think if, if there's anything I can do yeah. with my time visiting earth, um, probably hopefully create a few mirrors for people in society. That's Probably one of, I'm sorry everyone else, but that's probably one of the best answers I've ever got. That was so good. I love that. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on, oh by the gosh, way. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks for, at the end, saying I was the greatest guest ever. I know. I must have, been, <laughs> I must have said that when I like, what? temporarily blacked out. Yeah, wait, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, thank you so much. This is so great. And yeah. I, I'm so thankful that, I mean, I love that. Um, you shared some of your story, but I'm so thankful that this exists and you are being bold and like telling stories and, and bringing people on. And so Thank I think you. this is so great. And you're doing such a good thing, writing your story, writing the future of what your life will be, which is so, exactly, yeah. so good. Thank you. Thank you. And if anyone's like, we met so serendipitous we met through rob yeah we met on the street on this on the street on the streets of venice <laughs> uh yeah we met through rob rob's we, 10k if anyone's wondering yeah rob's 10k friends. rob's 10k friends <laughs> uh, sponsored by at rob's 10k friends and roomba uh, <laughs> right. so, and then isn't we, that so crazy and then we and, and then i stalked you on instagram <laughs> i love it and i stalked you tis what i always do 
Um, very, very to cool. Life. His life. So, how can people find you online? Um, they can also stalk me on Instagram. Yeah. Um, at Real Esteban Gast. Uh, Do you want to spell that for people? Yeah. Gast is. Oh, R E A L E S T E B A N G A S T. There you people go. People spell Esteban wrong, and they spell Gast wrong. I would have, I would have thought there was an H in there. To yeah. Be honest. Is that how people that. spell it? Yeah, people throw just... in an H. People throw in like a double T. People throw in Whoa, a lot of different fancy. things. People throw in three or four T's. It's a lot of G S T. They throw in a silent P there. Like yeah, gas. Yeah, yeah. Follow me there, and then there I'll announce everything else. So there I announce like fun comedy shows that are like actually not that are like good shows and not open mics in there. Oh, cool. And then, uh... Nice. Yeah, and I wish I had other stuff. All the... It's very L.A. Hollywoodish, but all the other projects are, like, kind of... Like... Yeah. In the cycle where it's, like, pat... Yeah. Yeah. But you you also post, like, cool <laughs> videos on Instagram. I do post, you post cool little, videos but on Instagram. How often do you post those? Um, I try to do, like, every few days. <laughs> okay, I've yeah. got one for today. I've got one on my phone that I'll either post today or tomorrow. Really? Um, okay, real quick. I have such a burning question. Are you just out and about and you're just like, sup, with your phone up like this? <laughs> and like, I, for some reason, I need to get past that because, oh. like, I want to be more comfortable with just being in public, like, sup, people, like, filming myself, but then I'm like, everyone's staring at me. No, I, any video where I do that, I'm, like, on a block where there's no one. <laughs> <laughs> I find where it is deserted. <laughs> it is... Or I put up caution tape. <laughs> I shut down the streets. I get a city permit, and I shut down the streets, and I shoot three Instagram videos. Um, no, it's worth the money. Yeah, it is. I am baffled at yeah at people who walk around. Speaking of shame, I don't know why I'm Not so yet. embarrassed. But people who walk around. I mean, I have good friends oh, who yeah. I love and respect. Holding cameras, walking mm-hmm. around. Like, What's up, everyone? So we're here on Abbott Kenny. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> They're just people walking past. And I get it. I don't want to be the person that's like, I have to film my entire life. But then sometimes I like being relatable with people and like yeah. showing like the everyday. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, maybe I do just want to put my arm up and be like, sup world. But then I'm like, ah. Yeah. So I, I do that literally on deserted streets <laughs> or I do it um, and it's like kind of as a joke and mm. then I feel it's weird, though, because, I mean, humor's really great. We talked about the, the really good test, but the negative is, like, almost defense mechanism Like, I'm like, oh, oh, it's a joke. Yeah. So I'm like, what's up, everyone? <laughs> Whatever. I'm not, like, actually filming this anyway. Um, I am filming this. I literally, like, it's, I'm, like, That's poking so fun at myself doing it and other, but it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. Gosh. There's, yeah. There's a lot to, there's a lot to figure out in, in trying to <laughs> publicly film oneself. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Hustle podcast. If you want to, you can follow along with me on Instagram. My handle is at wanderwithkirstie, W-A-N-D-E-R, with K-I-R-S-T-I-E. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't like. Let me know what you want to hear. It's better than just you listening to my voice all the time. I do want to actually get to know and talk with you guys. 
Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please, please leave me a review. I want to hear what you think, and it really helps other people that want to find my podcast be able to search for it. So, until next week, guys, remember, keep choosing yourself. Keep hustling for yourself, because in the end, you really do deserve it.